0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Sips and Quips, the podcast series that lets you meet the people in IMSS, which is the International Master in Security, Intelligence and Strategic Studies. Today, I am with Chiara Minora in Café Nona, which is located in the center of the beautiful Prague, and we are drinking, What well, we are drinking, Chiara. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Hi, everyone. Uh, we're drinking, like, I think, a Czech beer, but I don't remember the name. Yeah,
0: the Kozel. Yes. Um, so, why are we here in Prague?
1: So, we just started our third mobility semester here in Prague, um, in, yeah two weeks ago, more or less.
0: Um, which concentration did you choose and uh, what first impressions do you have about the city and the, and the programme here?
1: So I'm taking the peace and conflict concentration, um, more focusing on the peace side of it. Um, and, yeah, the classes are great so far. And even the city, the, the city is so beautiful. So I'm very happy about
0: I go ahead. Um, so um, can you also give me a general feedback on your uh, experience here and um, yeah, so far in the Master? We are in the second the year starting now. Uh, so what did you thought uh, what have you thought about the first year and uh, yeah
1: so uh I've been in Trento, in the Trento pathway, uh, the last semester. Um, and I really enjoyed it, like the university um, and like all the organization. The course is very diverse, like from law and um, like civil society organizations. And it was yeah, very, very well managed. And, and also in Glasgow, the start of the semester was great. Uh, I'm very happy so far by this program and this organization. Um, so I'm very glad to, to choose it.
0: I'm happy. I'm happy. Um, so... Uh, the difficult question: uh, Where are you from? And uh, if you could tell us a little bit about your hometown, and uh, also maybe a bit about preconceptions about your home country, that you think <laughs> they are actually true.
1: Okay, so I'm from Italy, uh, from Milan. But then um, five years ago, I moved to Venice for studying my bachelor, uh, and I love more Venice than Milan, to be honest. <laughs> um, So about Italy and the preconception of, I guess, like very simple, the food. I think we're, I don't know, like we always think about foods when we're eating and when we're not eating and what to cook and what to like cook next meal. So I guess this is a a true feature of Italians.
0: Yeah, I've experienced that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Especially the fact that we eat a lot of pasta they are they're really not used to it like uh they <laughs> but at least uh, it's a good meal definitely um so what brought you to imsis uh what led you to choose this master
1: so um after graduation i started um working collaborating with um a research center focused on geopolitics and so i delve into that field um and I moved more on the security side of it, so mostly like the peace and conflict uh, management and, and and studies in general. Uh, and then I, I randomly uh, heard about this master and I thought it was so cool to move around like three different cities in three different countries and to meet such a diverse group of people. So here I am.
0: Yeah. Um, could you expand more on the on your experience geopolitics and uh, Info, right?
1: Yeah, so I'm collaborating with this research center geopolitica.info uh, based in Rome and I'm part of the Russia and Post Soviet desk. Um, we mostly focus on yeah, the geopolitics of the region, the relation between the, re- the regions and, and Italy, um, and in particular, I'm focusing on the, the frozen conflicts uh, in the post-Soviet space and the processes of democratization. Um, and so far, has been like a very enriching experience, because uh, like, I started writing reports, articles, um, and really helped me a lot to um, have experience and it.
0: So now we got a little bit in depth in, uh, in your home country, well actually also mine, um, about Italy that went through a very interesting, yet expected, uh, elections. Uh, the results are out, the government is yet not formed, well maybe when the podcast will be out it will be. Uh, how do you feel about the results?
1: I mean, um, the results were, yeah, as I said, quite. um, everyone expected that, because Giorgia Meloni in the last years gained a lot of support, um, also because of her role in the opposition of the previous governments, so um, yeah, it was something expected. But at the same time, it's going to be the first time that such a far-right, uh, administration is going to take place in Italy um, so um, yeah it's um, it's gonna be something to take into into account also because Giorgia Meloni doesn't have any experience in, in government um, so it's uh, definitely something new
0: yes uh, I mean the last time uh, she was a minister she was uh, in a very failed government yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if uh, um, for the audience that doesn't know, Maloney was a minister of uh, the youth in two thousand eight government of Berlusconi. Um, That didn't go as planned, Uh, but uh, yeah, let's go (laughs) on and talk about the the actual government right now. And um, I want to ask you. So we have experienced a little bit of resurgence of the far right. The extremist right in Europe so we already see in other countries uh, whose elections were won by other far uh, right uh, leaders uh, for example um Austria and Orbán uh, Hungary um, they are both from the far right but I guess the countries uh, took a little bit of a diverse route especially towards the EU and the uh, um, human rights um, do you envision Georgia Meloni's government, Giorgia Meloni's Italy to be more like Nehammer's Austria or Orbán's um, Hungary I
1: mean um Despite the fact that in the in Giorgia Meloni's program, uh, political program, there is like this uh, idea of um, uh, giving priority to national law over over uh, European law, um, I think it's important to take into account that she is actually the, in the European Parliament. She's um, a president of the European Conservatives which are kind of a little bit more moderate than, um, for example, the the party in which uh, Le Pen and Salvini belong to. and besides the ideological similarities that can be like between uh, Meloni and Orban, for example, um, Italy and Hungary have very different uh, national interests. Um, and also, like with Austria, um, I'm thinking, for example, about immigration and like the, the fact that, for example, uh, Meloni asks for like a redistribution of migrants, and then, like, I don't know, Hungary and Poland really don't want the Um, anything about uh, about this. Uh, But then also I think it's important to to recall that uh, so far Meloni has just focused on the rhetoric and now she's going to face the reality of being in a government in the European Union. Um, So she kind of depicted herself as a symbol of um, the national interest but um, is yet to be defined this interest and and also like i think that italy has more in common with france and, and germany for example um in ter- in terms of values and and the atlantism rather than uh, with uh, hungary or, or poland
0: yeah thank you and uh, also, I think she's already, I will be facing reality, yeah. with the alliance already weakening a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see how long the alliance will last. And um, so, with you Chiara, I would like to focus on human security, especially about the rights of women and of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, in Italy, starting from the rejection of the ZAM bill, Uh, for for whoever doesn't know about the Zan bill was a bill in Italy that would have banned discrimination on the grounds of sex, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, and disability uh, proposed by the parliamentar Zan. And, um, well, we arrive until the new prime minister, uh, likely prime minister, Giorgia Meloni, and uh, her very... um, Well, she... Her um, rhetoric diminished a little bit uh, in the last uh, election campaign, but still she had strong positions on uh, both women rights and, uh, although being her a woman herself, and um, and especially about the LGBT community. So. Would you like to expand on that and what you think?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. So, for Giorgia Meloni, being a mother and a woman was central uh, in her electoral campaign, Um, and also, yeah, she um, carried out this discourse of uh, um, like uh, traditional family, pro-life values, and. anti-gender ideology Um, so I think like her depicting herself first as a woman and a mother um, will for sure um, increase the, the gender roles within Italian society. Um, and then there has been quite um, a lot of discussion about having the first um, prime minister as a woman in Italy and what it means for, for women and feminists. And. Um, In my opinion, um, Georgia Meloni being a first female prime minister is not going to be something that will help women, because it's exactly like the demonstration that... Like breaking the glass ceiling is possible only when uh, the existing power relations are not challenged. Um, So Giorgia Meloni demonstrates that um, like only women that. Stays and uh, guarantee the stability of uh, power in uh, the masculinist and sexist uh, power structure can have place. Um, So for sure, like she's not gonna help women. Uh, I'm thinking about also um, the um, abortion um, right that um, is going to be challenged. She said that she's not gonna abolish the Law the, uh, 194 law uh, from uh, 1978, uh, but we still see um, what she's she's doing on the re- in the regions that her party um, rules. Um, so, just giving a couple of examples. Uh, one of the region, Marke. Um The um, pro-choice people uh, can work in the medical center that perform abortion, and these people are paid with public funds. Uh, Recently, in the Piemonte region, um, um, they are offering financial support to those who choose to carry on pregnancy instead to those uh, that choose to terminate it. Uh, Moreover, it's going to be uh, like, in Italy, there is a great uh, problem of femicide. This year, uh, there, are, there has been there have been 125 women killed, um, and it's uh, something that is increasing. So, um, of course, like this um, normalization of, of, of um, sexism is going to make increase like the violence, I guess. And um, about the LGBT community, so Italy is on the 23rd uh, place in uh, uh, 27 EU member for the legal protection of LGBT people, uh, even like the same-sex civil union, um, don't carry the same right as the heterosexual marriage, um, and like yeah, the Zan bill that was supposed to um, make uh, more difficult uh, or like more harsh. Um, like hate crime against LGBT people um, has, has been like, stopped uh, and was also something that was supposed to uh, introduce sexuality and affectivity um, education in school. So, also talking about consent. Uh, so, in my opinion, uh, even without anti LGBT laws, uh, the situation is not going to, to improve. And yeah, the normalization of homophobic violence um, I and think
0: sexist. I think everyone has uh, in their minds they incredible is not the right way but uh, credible in a negative sense um, of the video that went viral on when the Zambia was uh, rejected in the Parliament and uh, the incredible scenery that uh, we've seen in those moments of joy um, by the, the parliaments in there from, um, it was from Lega and Fratelli d'Italia and, uh, wow, uh, those were strong images and something I was not expecting to see because it was very, I, I don't even find the words to describe it. It's something that I was not expecting from Italy in the 21st century. Yeah. So, um <laughs> Well, um, there's a lot to discuss about Italy, uh, especially right now. And um, so, one last question: uh, We've talked a lot about um, the new government, and uh, but can you think of another security issue that maybe is permeating in Italy from some time, and you actually want to talk about it because maybe it's not being mentioned?
1: Yeah, I I think. Um the climate crisis is one of uh, the security issues that um, didn't have enough space in Italy, uh, both in the electoral campaign, but also in the uh, um, previous government's policies. Uh, and this summer, like the, the previous summer, uh, we experienced um, extreme weather, droughts, floods, uh, even emitting glacier uh, um, uh, from Alps that caused victims, but um, so far not um, any any government none none of the of the um, prime ministers took, took uh, action, um, and this can cause um, like it's a security issue because can can cause um, from the economic side. Um, for popul- population, especially the uh, most fragile uh, segment of population, but also from uh, the, the, the fact that the sea level rising can cause like problems to agriculture, to tourism, which are basically like the main um, sources of, of income for, for Italy. Uh, and we saw that the discourse around this topic um, has been very limited. Um, so I really think that this is going to be like the very core question uh, in the next years, um, to take steps in, uh, in the incre- increase of the cl- climate resi- resilience for Italy, but also for the whole Mediterranean region, um, and, and to be less dependent on, on the gas, on the natural gas.
0: Oh. Thank you very much, Chiara. Thank you to you. This is the end of the podcast. I hope the listeners will enjoy it. I have enjoyed it very much. So thank you again. And uh, to the next podcast. Thank
1: you.